0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Deep Dive. Some things are a little bit different. I'm Shane. I'm Amy. And we are, it appears to be we're not in the same place. Isn't that right, Amy?
1: That is correct. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
0: at home. Amy's at home. I wonder why that is. Maybe it has to do with this whole pandemic thing, but we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about it in an upbeat way, not to stress you out, uh, but just to have a little fun with this and talk about as Christians, what are the ethics of what we're dealing with and how do we be the church in this sort of brave new world where we can only see each other through screens. Let's get started. So Amy, this might seem like a strange place to start, but my, what I'm really curious about is I'm curious what you're grateful for right now.
1: Mm. So I, I would say just right off, you know, I, I'm at home with my family, honestly right now. So my husband and my daughter being able to spend time with them, that's unexpected and in different ways than we would imagine right where it's kind of that forced interaction that forced time together and i think it helps you see the importance of the people that are closest to you
0: yeah we're getting a crash course on that too you know the the irony for us is this is uh this would have been our daughter's spring break we had plans to be traveling and so like the idea that we would be around each other is not you know, that that's not different for us, but that we're doing it here. Um, And so we're just, we're struggling to learn how to, what's going to be next. It's okay to give ourselves permission to be a little lax this week. It's spring break. You know, I told my wife this morning, you know, our daughter needs to go make some mistakes and do nothing this week, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, we're, I'm thankful for the time together. They're actually down the street right now uh, at the park roller skating you know, because the, they can be isolated outside attempting to roller skate. So yeah, yeah, that's right that. now it's just me and the cat and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for him as long as he doesn't attack me because
1: he wants more food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Any other things you're grateful for?
1: Well, I mean, you know, for us as a church for Hillsborough, um, I am grateful for the interaction that we were able to have on Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. we had our first like fully live streamed worship service and for me, and I actually posted this on my own Facebook page, where um, church folks are, but for me, watching that replay of the service and seeing people 's comments as we were worshiping together, and it was just this incredible sense of community, even without people not in the building and I think that is just surprisingly wonderful
0: yeah i had I had such a I had a similar reaction you know we streamed it out live and then i have to do something sort of on the back end to share it so if people didn't see it live they could watch it archived and i was really curious because we were asking people in the service to interact and comment and i was really curious if people were actually doing that and and when i first posted it, it, it i saw no comments and i was like oh no you know oh no i saw we had a lot of people watching it you know i but i was like oh nobody commented but i didn't realize that the comments came in at like in sort of real time and then I, I skipped to the end of it and I realized, you know, there's like hundreds of comments and, and just tons of interaction. And it was so, I, I saw the outpouring of love and gratitude at everyone. And it was really like, it's not the same, but it's, it's not the same as giving someone a hug or being able to see people's faces, but it, it's very sweet. And um, it was, it was very, oh, it's so heartwarming to see that. So I'm, I'm very, like you, Amy, I'm super thankful for that. Yeah. So one of the things we are going to be grappling with, and everyone's grappling right now, is this sort of competing ethics. And it's the ethics of what do we do for the common good versus what is our sort of individual liberty, absolute right to do. And I think that on one hand, that can sound like a really political conversation, but really at its root for people of faith, it is a theological conversation. And, and for those of us Presbyterians that are in this reformed tradition. It really has roots in our theology because John Calvin, when he's setting up this sort of initial system there in Geneva, the idea was it was to promote the common good. That's why they'd kicked him out of the city multiple times, but only brought him back because it had gone to heck and handbasket. And they brought him back in to establish these rules to establish this common good. But at the same regard, there's a tension that common good is held at tension with not necessarily infringing on one's moral individual liberty. And and so within our our system of being church, uh, we do have something called just a freedom of conscience clause, which basically means in all of our positions, I cannot force you to believe something that in your good conscience cannot believe. Um, You know, it's really sort of the roots, particularly when you talk about conscientious objectors and things like that, it's where you get the root of that theology is I cannot force someone to believe something that in their good conscience cannot believe. I think that's an interesting thing right now because we're asked to do extreme things. I hope once in all of our lifetime, I don't, no one, that's the crazy, no one has experienced something like this. Uh, And I'm Amy. I'm curious about like, do you feel attention with that, or is this, or is this choice for the common good a little easier for you?
1: There's definitely attention there. I think just because, as I as I think about people's reactions to this, I mean, until the government, until our government says these are the things you can and can't do, there is a lot of choice that people can make, right? I mean, um, here in Nashville. Friday and Saturday night, from kind of everything I heard, you know, people are flooded downtown on Lower Broadway, even though, you know, there are these requests for people to have this um, social distancing going on, but they have the choice to be able to do that. And for me, and maybe it's because I work at a church and I'm thinking about our own community, I'm thinking about the older folks in my own family and how I would want people to respond. Um, and care, love, and concern for those people, given this kind of unexpected place that we're in. So, I, I do. I I sometimes have the feeling like, what? Why are we not responding in this way that helps protect other people? But I can't. I can't force that on yeah. you know on other folks. I don't know. It's hard.
0: Yeah, we had an example of that I mean, like you, you know, you we've heard those stories about downtown. We'd seen the picture. I saw somebody, Audrey Asad, a singer who we've sung some of her songs at church, who's uh, one of my neighbors, had posted something on Twitter, and it was a uh, it was just a video of one of the bars downtown. It was like it just said, you know. Uh, Broadway, Broadway, Nashville undefeated. And it was just like, there's nothing, there's nothing short of just closing these things down that aren't going to draw people to them. We saw that in our neighborhood because we, we live maybe a mile and a half from downtown, but we live in East Nashville where there's a lot of bars and restaurants as well. And um, my street, which normally doesn't have a lot of people parked on the street, actually had an enormous amount of people uh, parked on it because they were just going to bars and clubs around here. And I, I, I sort of walked in the house and I just said to my wife, I, I, you know, this is after coming from church where it was just me at church, you know uh, I'm just like, you know, what is happening here? And I, and it's almost like some people felt like this weekend was like a going out of business sale or something, you know, just needed to get it all in before we hunker down for the winter. You know, I, I, I think the naivety in that is they don't realize that they're like, they're worsening it until they're, they're, you know, they're escalating it before they think they're de-escalating right. it. There's, there's not, there's not an absence of cost in what they've done, and, and um, I don't, I don't mean that to harp on that, but it, that it is, there is attention. Um, I, I feel that on my own, just because I, I desire to be like creatively free. I, I desire to sort of do what I want, and, you know, and the ability to just to uh, hop in a car and drive somewhere. I guess I could if it was in the middle of nowhere. But I'm not going to do it if it is, uh, you know, just to do it now, you know. And so that's that's the tension I feel. I'm I'm curious if you feel that. Are you are you prone to cabin fever, or are you someone that just likes to, you know, just wrap me in twenty blankets and I'm good.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, my heat's out of my house actually, so I have been wrapped in many blankets. But um, you know, I think I'm somebody that could like the idea of like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. And then you get into like day four and it's like man I would just really like to go to my favorite restaurant like here locally and just hang out and I saw a post and not going to get this anywhere near um, what it says but really thinking about this as a time to reflect on those very simple things that we are grateful for um, that that we're not doing now if we're making that choice at this point to Mm -hmm. not do those things so like cup of coffee, you know, somewhere that you love to go and and to hang out and something as simple as handshakes when Mm -hmm. you meet somebody um, as hugging people that we love and care for and really the inability to be able to do that now could be this well of gratitude for those moments that we've had in the past and that we will have again at some point in the future.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting bridge to another thing we wanted to talk about is this general idea of decluttering. You know, this is, this is an interesting, you know, and I'm going to frame it this way. I'm trying to view this as an opportunity. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I I refer to it as book debt. It's the amount of books I buy and then they just start stacking up. And right now it's like my bedside nightstand is just, it's, nearly full of them of stuff yeah. I need to read. And it's like, if those don't, if I don't make a significant dent in that book debt right now, um, then I just know I'm broke. I'm broke as a human being. I'm never gonna, I'm <laughs> never gonna work off that book debt. Uh, but, uh, it is. I am trying to view this as an opportunity, opportunity for creativity. I've been playing piano a little bit more. I've been trying to do that. My, you know, my daughter and I have been, well, like, write little songs together and stuff like that. And so, I, I, I hope maybe this is what I made reference to in my sermon on Sunday and in our in our talk afterwards. Of this might be a chance for us to embrace some of the elements of, of monasticism, of of a ritualized life that is meaning is meaning in that ritual and meaning in the simplicity. Um, So I'm curious, Amy, if there are any things, I know it's only been, it's, you know, it's less than a week. I'm curious if there are any things you've noticed that your orientation to them has changed in the last few days.
1: Yeah. So we, I've reached out to people, honestly, that I haven't talked to in a long time just to check on them. And I think that's one of the things that I don't give myself space for. Um, in regular routine life because I'm working and we have dance and we you know we have all these things that we're we're doing and it just feels like there's not time to to reach out to folks who that you care about in in ways and it's like, well they're going about their life, I'm going about my life. Will a text really make that much difference? But this is a time that I think has created space for that. And these are people I'm talking like I haven't spoken to in a couple years, those sorts of people just being able to reach out and check on them.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what's going to hit me here in a week or so, because um, my my life has really been chaotic despite being home, just because we're as leaders in a church, we're preparing everything for other people. And, and there's, you know, we've had memorial services and, and all these different things that I've had to work through, plus getting the live streaming. And so I've not really had a lot of chance to slow down. I have had a chance to sleep in a little bit more, which has been wonderful. Uh, but that mainly it has nothing to do with church. It has everything to do with my daughter being out of school. (laughs) And, uh, but I'm curious what's going to hit me. Um, you know, but I, that's why I'm trying to frame it as an opportunity. Uh, you know, it's a chance to just say, look, you say you want to read more, here's your chance, buddy. And, um, you say you want to reach out to people more? here's your chance so I, I really resonate with what, what you're saying. I have found myself sending more messages uh, in the last couple of days, and I hope to continue that um, yeah that, I hope that I hope that sort of like opens our eyes to a lot of things because I think the big challenge for us as a church and as a culture is as this ends, are we going to be rushing to add everything back or are we going to or are we going to take the sort of complicated mature thought process and saying man let's just really add back the stuff that's really important. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Oh, I completely agree. Um I don't know what I would add necessarily at this point, but I I feel like as leaders in a church like you've mentioned, I think that's part of our responsibility when all of this you know to be having that kind of conversation now and then also as we transition back into like real life um at some point in the future to be able to hold up the values that I think are going to rise to the top during this time. And it's really interesting to think about this being the season of Lent too, mm-hmm. because this kind of conversation that we're having has always been part of Lent, that decluttering of of our lives and, and letting the important things be the important things. Um, and this is just a kind of forced yeah. <laughs> acceleration of that yep. this Lenten season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the the early days, those who first sort of institutionalizing Lent imagined it in this way of sort of a, a forced way. I, I don't know. Have you seen that picture of the Pope from this last Sunday?
1: Wait, where he's walking?
0: Well, I, uh, I'm trying. there's a picture of a Pope and I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes of where he is. He is up above the big rotunda out there in front of the Vatican and he's just behind a glass window and he's blessing what would have been crowds, but there's no crowds there. Mm. It's it's a pretty striking picture. Well, one thing specific to our community, Hillsborough Presbyterian Church, we have a town hall meeting uh, on Wednesday, March 18th at 6 p.m. So that's a quick turnaround from some of you who are just getting this on Tuesday evening when it typically comes out uh some of you might have already missed it we're actually going to record the town hall and we'll we'll post it in a way that even people who weren't able to attend could see it for those in our community Uh, so we'd love to see you there the easy way to get to that is just go to our church webpage hpcnashville.org or hborough.org. both of them work um and you go there and literally the first thing you see is a banner you can click it and it shows you all how to do it we'll be doing it via zoom uh, it's just a way for, hopefully we'll get a lot of people to partic- participate in this and be able to just talk about our path moving forward. We have some ideas that we'd like to roll out to help that connection. We've been working with small groups and Sunday schools, ways that these groups can still get together and meet. I, and I, I tend to think, and, and Amy are going to talk here about maybe some recommendations going forward. I do tend to think one of the things we need to build into our mind is that like, Different types of social interactions have different values and so, you know, obviously in-person coffee with someone is going to be much more than text message <laughs> You know and somewhere in the middle there is that sort of web chat part now granted because of where we are This is going to be valued higher now A web chats going to be valued higher But I do think what basically the long and the short is I think we need to be doing more You know more interacting even if it's just brief um, you know and so you know, if if you've never used FaceTime before, set it up, use it. If you've never used Google Duo, it, you know, set it up. These the amazing thing is these are free services uh, that you can use to talk to people, and, and you don't have to have. You know, that's the great thing about mobile technology. You don't have to have a laptop with a webcam or a computer with a webcam. And most people, it's just an iPhone is enough or an Android device with Duo. You can talk back and forth. We have been doing that with years with our daughter and cousins, and we were talking about how can we get them to interact. And we're actually talking about doing just like movie dates together where we pull up a movie, the same time, start the start the web, web stream and then play the movie at the same time. And so it's like we get to watch movies together even though we're not together. So we're just we're trying to come up with ideas for that. But I the first thing first and foremost is get yourself in touch with other people because you don't want to wait until it's too late. You don't want to wait like, Oh, I can handle this for two weeks. And then two weeks from now, you're like, Oh man, I feel so disconnected from people, you know, start investing in those relationships with now send more messages, um, write some letters. I think that's going to be of a lot of value, mail them. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Amy, what do you have for recommendations in that area?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, even just a couple weeks ago, we said to some folks, like, if you're not on Facebook, don't get on Facebook. (laughs) But this may even be just for a season of time, Mm -hmm. maybe hop on Facebook, if you haven't been on there before, because there's a lot of connection that -hmm. can happen. And, you know, we have a lot of our resources, a lot of information from the church goes out on Facebook. And I think that's going to happen a little bit more frequently even than it is now. So if there's ever a season to hop on Facebook when you don't have an account already, maybe go ahead and do that. And then at some point, if you want to cancel it later on, do that too. But give yourself every opportunity to be able to connect with folks.
0: Yeah, there's, a, there's an app on, the, on, on a phone and an iPad I'd come into you as well. It's called D365. D Uh, it's a daily devotional app. It's put out, I think it's through our denomination D365 that allows you to just Bible readings, prayer suggestions every day. I'd I'd really come into you. Um, we, spiritual practices are different for everyone. Some people just fall right into them. Some people it's a real struggle for me. It's more of a struggle. It's the rhythm of it. Uh, and I have a hard time doing things that if like, I'm not feeling at that moment, I feel like I'm being fake or something. And that's sometimes where I run into issues. Um, but for me, I know this is a season I should be doing a lot more of that. Um, you know, it is challenging for me. My faith is such a shared thing. Uh, it, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to want to like discuss and and, um, and read the Bible and pray by myself all the time. I always want to be with people doing it. Um, but this is a time that I, I should be doing more of that. Um, so D365. You know, th- there's nothing magic about that one in particular. I would just commend to you any sort of daily devotional practice because you got the time. You know, you have the time to do it now. Let's, l- you know, let's build in this habit before we- the real life starts screaming back at us.
1: Yeah. And actually, so there's a, uh, there's a website called The Bible Project.
0: Mm, yes. Um,
1: yeah. yeah I don't know if you've used that before but I, I teach a Sunday school class in normal times and we actually rely on their videos quite a bit and you, you, they have a video that, is, that are these animations and they kind of walk you through the themes of every book in the Bible <laughs> and they do just a really fantastic job with it so if you were interested in kind of even walking through the Bible the Bible project would be a great place to go
0: Well, the final thing we do together every episode is give you recommendations that you can dive into. Now, we just gave you some recommendations about some really healthy, wonderful things you should be doing. But we also know we are creatures that just need some plain old entertainment from time to time. Uh, And so our recommendations often fall in that. It's something you might like, entertain, find interesting, Uh, maybe a little bit trashy sometimes. Mine's a little trashy this week, but I'll let you go first, Amy. What do you got as a recommendation?
1: Why is not trashy. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You're
0: going to make me feel bad now.
1: Feel bad. Okay. So, so this is actually an app for phones and it's called sky view. Have you used this before? It's where you can walk outside. Oh yes.
0: Um, yeah. It's great.
1: Day, day or night, hold your phone up to the sky and it's going to show you where the planets are
0: where mm-hmm. the stars
1: are different constellations it's got some music behind it um just really fun and i i honestly was thinking about your sermon um from sunday in these kind of like transcendental sorts of moments and the, these moments that that pull us into a different space and and for me i've just kind of realized that that app um being able to just walk outside To look up and see the stars, whether it's day or night, just gives me this feeling of being connected um, to to something much larger, that the stars are there, (laughs) the sky is there, that God is there for each and every one of us, no matter what we're going through. So Skyview app, totally free. They have a version that you can buy. I just have the free one on my phone. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. I have used that one before, and I'm like, wonder what star that is. And I hold up, right. and I'm like, oh, that's Venus. You know,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really
0: cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, you gave me a couple ideas there because uh, some things I've seen recently. What another? Th- uh, this isn't the trashy one. I will end with the trashy one. Um, but the uh, there are a lot of places now that are offering like basically free virtual tours. Um, yeah. You know, so things like the things like the Met. Uh, you know, different museums and things like that. Um. And I, I don't have, I'll try to come up with some and put them in the show notes. so You can have some things, but it, it honestly, it's just as, as simple as a Google search free virtual tours because so many places are like making them online. Now I, I Amy, this is, a, it will be interest of you that Disney is doing virtual ride throughs. Are, are you aware of this? What? Yes. Yes. So they're, they're, I, Yay. yeah. Ride throughs of rides. I think they, they put they're they're out there and you can ride through them. So it's, um, I think that's that's very kind of people. Uh, um, let's see. Another thing I would recommend in that same vein is, and this is something that, oh my goodness, I can waste a lot of time doing this, but it's so wonderful. Is how powerful Google Maps is. If you've ever used the 3D function of Google Maps that allows you to literally like see the terrain as though you're like flying in a helicopter around it, you can go and just explore some of the craziest things. And if you want to incorporate with that, the street view that allows you to do like the head looking around everything, you can see some of the most amazing things. I've, you know, I've wasted hours literally like following roads around parts of Maui and things like that, because I just, it's that interesting. And so if you're someone who feels that need of exploration and get out there, those are some tools that maybe will satisfy that itch a little bit so the cabin fever doesn't catch in. But if you're in the mood for just straight trash, I got a good recommendation for you, which is a show on Netflix called Love is Blind. Uh, if, you, <laughs> yes. if you are into The Bachelor or those sort of dating shows, it's kind of in that vein. But the trick is uh, they have these couples that go into this facility and they have these pods and you know, one side's the men, one side's the women. And in between is essentially just like an opaque colored glass that's always shifting. You cannot see each other. Uh, but you go into these pods and, and I think behind the scenes, they've said like it starts out at like an hour, but then it scales up to like five hours. And the idea is you get matched with people, you start making choices who you want to match with. And and they're really asking people at the end of this, are you willing at the end of this process to get engaged? So it's not just even a dating thing, it's a get engaged. And some of the couples do. Uh, And then they go off to like a brief like week in Mexico together where they get to actually be around each other and see each other. And then they have, I think it's like four weeks to plan a wedding, something like that. And then they get married and then they have like a reunion. And the crazy thing is this was filmed over a year and a half ago. And so when you get to the reunion and you get to see sort of the effects of those who stay together and those who didn't, things like that, like you're actually seeing, you're actually seeing in the case of those who stay together, real relationships that have stood some degree of test of time. Um, you know, not decades obviously, but, but it's not just like the two week afterglow of the bachelor where everything's wonderful. And then, you know, three months later it falls apart. So anyways, I don't know. It's not perfect, but it's, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to re- watch something that requires zero investment, and this is a good candidate for that. <laughs> so uh, that's it for deep dive. We thank you for joining us uh, for this you sort of unique format. We plan on doing this every week going forward. Uh, either this, or we do see each other occasionally in the week. We'll record this somehow, and get it out to you uh, down there in the show notes below us, or in if you're listening to this on a podcast app in the show notes, you'll find links to the things we've talked about. Make sure to. Like us, share us. This is a great time to share things because people are looking for entertainment or or thought-provoking content. We hope that is for you. We hope you appreciate this. We hope you're doing well and keeping safe and keeping sane. Uh, We love you. We care for you. Um, Just, um, I don't know. I I don't, any other parting words, Amy? I don't know what else to say.
1: I would say we'd love to have a conversation with you. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Reach out to us.
0: Yeah. Reach out to us, uh, send us questions, questions at deepdivepod.org. We'd love to answer them. Uh, We have done sort of a episode on that, but we'd love to do more of that. Love to do more interaction. Um, But yeah, we'll see you next time. Uh, I'm Shane. I'm Amy. And thanks for joining us. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.